This episode of Bradley's House Podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at HeyGoodFarms.com. HeyGood Farms' goal has always been to provide hemp products that improve your quality of life. And their process is really the difference maker. HeyGood Farms handles your product from the dirt all the way to delivery. This ensures a top quality product every time. And all their hemp comes from the same process, from the same facility, ensuring consistency in every order. Check out HeyGoodFarms.com. That's H-A-Y-G-O-O-D-F-A-R-M-S.com. And check out their incredible line of gummies, cartridges, oils, skincare, capsules, and even a line of products for our furry friends in the pet care section. The point of using CBD is to make sure that you're not putting bad stuff into your body. So check out HeyGoodFarms.com. You can see their lab results, reviews, and read more about their process and what makes HeyGoodFarms.com the leader in the CBD and hemp industry. We thank HeyGoodFarms for sponsoring this podcast and working with the Knoll Family Foundation in getting Bradley's house open to help us in our war against opioids. What up, y'all? This is Brett Wilson from the band Roots of Creation, and you're listening to the Bradley's House podcast everywhere you want to. Hey guys, welcome back. Come on in. Make yourself at home as you should when you are a guest in Bradley's house. I'm your co-host, Jared Orr. She is the executive director of the Knoll Family Foundation and our host, Ms. Kelly Knoll. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good and I'm super glad you made it, Jared. I'm totally going to call you out. You were late and I almost decided to do the intro for you, but I'll... I, I was like, I don't know what to say. What does he usually say? He's got something really cool and great that he always says. I'm pretty sure I would have butchered it. So I'm super grateful that you made it. Welcome to the show, Jarrett. So are you saying that if maybe like the next time I am even later that you will actually do the intro? Because I can make that happen. No, I'm saying I learned my lesson just by (laughs) contemplating having to do it. I've been scared straight. So I'll wait as long as you need me to wait, Well, Kelly, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't miss an episode of Bradley's House for the world. And I'm always excited whenever we get a chance to yes. do one. Lots of excitement coming up. Uh, I'm really looking forward to today's house guest. But first, uh, I know we had a, a really cool event that was set up uh, in benefit for the Knoll Family Foundation. Uh, a lot of people got to bid on some uh, some cool opportunities. Um, that, that was That was really pretty awesome, wasn't it, Kelly? That was fantastic. A good friend on the East Coast, Jessica Cook, was so gracious to put this together for us. She handled the whole thing. She got all the artists to do the cameos and posted everything and ran the whole thing. And it was fantastic and such a great opportunity for so many people who were able to bid on cameos from their favorite artists and 
um, show tickets and festival tickets and merch and all this. So she did a phenomenal job. A big thank you to Jess and a big thank you to everybody who bid and participated. It was really, really awesome. And of course, a huge thank you to all the artists who, who volunteered to, to be a part of it. So what a great event. Thank you, everybody. It's always so overwhelming when people uh, donate their time or their money. Yes. Um, it's just, it's so amazing to, to watch this thing build and grow. Um, and, uh, and we are certainly grateful for all of you. And mm. we're grateful for all of the guests that we have on this podcast. Yes. And we're excited for the guests that we have today. Kelly, I can't even wait anymore. Who is our guest this week in Bradley's house? Well, Jarrett, I'm so excited to have with us today some guys that are not just great musicians, but I also feel like they're good friends. I just think these guys are wonderful human beings, talented musicians, and I'm super excited to have with us some of Audic Empire today. We have Ronnie Bowen, James Tobias, Jess Leonard. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't forget Bradley Bowen. <laughs> yes, I should also mention we do have Ronnie's little almost one-year-old baby Bradley joining us today, too. So if you hear some uh, goo-goo-gaga in the background, it's probably <laughs> James, but maybe it's Bradley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Start by telling us how you guys got started. Ronnie and I just looked at each other waiting for the other person to talk. <laughs> um, so Ronnie and I actually met each other, I mean, I guess almost 15 years ago. We were at the same apartment complex, <laughs> and we uh, started a band, a different band. and uh, Called Head Change. Yeah, and we played mm-hmm. for a couple of years together, um, and then <laughs> took a little break. And then started Audic Empire. So, um, but yeah, we just, we actually both sang and played guitar. And uh, we kind of had Drew Straws on who was going to end up learning how to play bass. <laughs> and, uh, and that was I, you, James, right? Yes. So I, you know, the, through the process of knowing him and being in a band together uh, is when I actually started learning bass and everything. So, yeah. Awesome. And Jess, when did you join the band? Uh, just walked out, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Every, it's crazy over here. Um, but right. yeah, you, you got uh, Ronnie and Jess went to the same high school, and so oh, I see. farming Audic Empire. Yeah, um, he had him just come move over here. So because he was living nice. in the Houston area, yeah. In where? In Houston. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you guys are in the Austin area, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right on, and so kind of go through and tell us how like each I'd like to hear from each of you how you got started in music just in general playing singing whatever yeah for sure um I mean I've always you know, been obsessed with music you know, when I was a little kid I would watch Steve Ray Vaughan on this mm. I had and I would just wear it out it was live from South by Southwest uh, ironically nice and I had a little toy guitar and I would like just play on that and pretend like I was playing and uh, my dad got me into guitar lessons at a pretty young age. And so I've always wanted to start a band. And I think, I guess my first band was, I was in, I think, eighth grade, I think. And uh, just played pop punk, like Blink-182 and stuff. <laughs> and, oh, fun. Yeah, we were really bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've just always loved music and, you know, um, played everything from punk to grunge to metal to everything. And um, yeah, once Ronnie and I started jamming, we both liked Sublime. And so we just kind of went from there. That was the the thing that we had in common musically. Nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, That's how Kelly and I started a podcast, actually. Too, so. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> so ironic. <laughs> what about the rest of you guys? Um, well, Jess, Jess was originally a dancer. And uh, mm-hmm. ballet. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm kidding. He's not here. That's still how we pay for <laughs> that's, how, that's still how we make uh, gas money on the road. I thought, yeah, I thought maybe it was like an exotic, exotic dancer. Exotic dancing. Like were, maybe yeah. a Canadian oh, ballet. Yeah. <laughs> Jess is back now, so he can speak for himself. I, no, I'm done talking to Jess. He keeps leaving the room. Uh, He's thirsty. Yeah. Gotta get a KFC drink. I'm all melting. No do. <laughs> Jess, how did you get started playing drums? I got started playing drums. Um, actually, Carver and I, our keyboard player, and I started taking drum lessons at the same time after school. His mom would take us and uh, do like 30 minute lessons or whatever. He would do it and then I would do it. And he lasted about three weeks and then started taking guitar lessons. And I loved it. Mm. And I took lessons for probably like a year and a half and then just started doing whatever the heck I wanted after that and not listening to teachers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Had a lot of fun and then developed I developed your own style, huh? Yeah, I developed my own style. It was very unconventional. And then I had to realize and break through the fundamentals again once I realized I needed to be a professional. And so mm. I, I took actual drum like lessons in college at, here in ACC. Nice. Yeah. And R- Ronnie, how about you? Um, I started, I was in, um, well, I was in football with a friend and uh, we started like, playing music together and then he told me to join choir and um I don't know I was in a lot of different sports and stuff like that and I was always like second or third or fourth the best of the thing you know and then I joined mm-hmm. choir and I was like you know first chair like section leader and the teacher like was like in love with me and told me how great I was and I was like, okay, I think this is like my, my it's thing. It's your thing, yeah. It's my thing, you know. I, I didn't know. I, I was just searching for my thing, you know, as a kid, and um, so I started doing that. And actually, it's pretty crazy because I used to sing, you know, more like Michael Bublé kind of style, like oh wow, like the "Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away." Nice. And, and I wanted to be more that style of vocalist. And I was yeah. going to realize, I don't want to dress up in suits and be like, <laughs> I, do I have to wear that? Like, can, I, can I still wear my Vans? And or, <laughs> trying to stick it to the man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I was listening to uh, Sublime as a kid and I skateboarded. And uh, my friend showed me a, actually it was pretty crazy because I, a friend of mine stole a Sublime CD out of Carver's mom's car, my, my mom. or out of your mom's car. And Carver oh my gosh! And so, so a whole serendipitous story. It was yeah. Like, it was like wow. fifteen years to the weekend of when we met you when he stole that. Whoa! Story. Yeah, oh, I did the math. It was pretty. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty shock, jaw dropping. And at that That's moment, crazy. When we drove away from your parents' house and we were going to go uh, Legacy Brewing to go have that show with Vana and Dante. Right when we mentioned that and noticed it, we saw two double rainbows and both ends of both of them at the same time. Oh, oh, that's awesome! I love oh, yeah. that. That was in the back. That was in the backyard, right? Where we could see it over the. Well, in the backyard when we were playing Badfish is when the first rainbow came and we could see both ends of that. It was one. a misty day. Misty oh. day. Yeah. <laughs> and I had never seen both ends of the of one rainbow before. And then wow. when we yeah, were that's unusual. That it was like I remember that. that. That was pretty. 
That'd be awesome. Egg. We all got <laughs> goosebumps and sweating at the same time. It was great. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. It's really. Now, it, it's really a tale as old as time, Kelly. You know, you wanted to be Michael Bublé, but just didn't want to wear the clothes. So yeah. what fans yeah. can I go with so that never wears a shirt or shoes yeah. or socks? Fuck like, it. Let's, yeah, I like let's get into some sublime. <laughs> if I've heard it once, I've heard it a million times on this podcast, guys. People choosing to play sublime music because of the wardrobe option. Yeah, it's going to be Bublé, but it went to... No, no, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, this or that, you know. I'm a, I'm a black and white kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always joke that because um, I'm I am a bit of a homebody, and I would prefer to stay home. But the only reason I go to shows, I always joke, is because I can't get people to come play for me in my living room. But you guys, <laughs> now granted, That's just it was my ask. right, right. Well, it wasn't my living room, but it was Dad's when you guys were in town. With Vanna, you all came over to hang out at Dad's and just happened to have your um, acoustic instruments with you. And we had the most amazing afternoon, everybody playing and singing. And that was like a couple hours. I think it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. That was one of the best days ever. That was awesome. Jim, that was Laylee. Uh huh. (laughs) That That was was neat. That was definitely a, a moment to never forget. Yeah, and Dad it, still talks about that. It was certainly a moment to forget about Loden at the other end. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we completely forgot. We were like, whatever. <laughs> we're already here. We made it. <laughs> you, you were late for your next gig? Oh, yeah. yeah. We drove like two hours all the way to come out lunch with you. We didn't care. We were like, what, oh, what gosh. Were yeah. oh, gosh. It's just crazy to like see some guys from, you know, some kids from Texas and you know, love Sublime, and the first time we go to Long Beach, we go to freaking y'all's house and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, like, we were like, crazy. "What? Holy crap!" <laughs> this is don't don't Long feel bad. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I came I came into town for a week and didn't leave for like six of them. So yeah. I know I oh, know what happens. It happens. People come and they just stick around. Yeah. Nobody ever wants to leave California. For real. We're Until really they see things. that we're paying, you know, six dollars and sixty cents a gallon yeah. for gas, then they go running. They're like, oh, dang. yeah. They go running instead of driving. That's for sure. Exactly. What are some of the challenges you guys face as a band? I know it's tough when you've got different personalities, and you guys have all been together a while. How do you make it work? And I guess good music, you know, and. Um... I'm just getting more organized with the scheduling. Jen, yeah. Jen Armstrong. Jen helps a lot. Jen, right. Has, yeah, that's, that's, that's the one word answer for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you guys know, there. you guys know she's a Ravens fan, right? Oh well, never mind. What uh, the fire, oh, man. Jen, who? Yeah, I don't even know Jen. Take that, Jen. She's a fan of birds. For those listeners that don't know, Jen Armstrong is the social media director for the Knoll Family Foundation and the manager for Attic Empire. And so before we started recording, we were having this like, just like mutual love-a-thon for Jen. We love you, Jen. <laughs> love you. You know, I wasn't on that call. You weren't. Right. We were Jen, waiting for you. You were late. You were late. You were late. Oh, wait, I'm on you. <laughs> that, that's what. 
That's okay. I'm always late to the party. That's fine. But Jenna Armstrong knows how I feel about the Baltimore Ravens and her love for them. We talk. I'm just kidding. Jen. I, I love you too. You do amazing work. You're like, for a Ravens fan, you're okay. Oh. For a Ravens fan. Ooh, what a like that. <laughs> Those fighting words. I know. She has Texas boys on her side. <laughs> So you guys it. are Cowboys fans? Cowboys fans? I, I mean, I like the Cowboys. Yes, I like Cowgirls more. Yeah, like, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> do you know what? Uh, do you know what Cowboys fans do when a light bulb goes out? Uh, N- nothing. They just talk about how awesome the old one was. I miss old Tony Romo. Uh, <laughs> I don't like him like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did actually. Uh, Jess and I did a uh, fantasy league with Scart from the Supervillains. Oh and, yeah! And they called me Auto Pick Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I like I it. Know how to do it. And I was like, just let it auto pick. Auto pick did kill it though. They were all jealous. Yeah, they, they were pissed. Thought that they were smarter than Auto Pick. <laughs> so, so how did Auto Pick do? I mean, uh, I, got, I, got, I didn't go to playoffs, but well, I, I made some people mad, so yeah. I, I feel pretty good. Perfect. Got him, on, got him on like a five-game win streak while I didn't know what he was doing. Then he figured out how to move the team around and started losing. Yeah. <laughs> I had my friend Dobbs help me. I, I was trying to cheat. I was like, hey, Dobbs, man, you know a lot about football. Help me out. Just trying to cheat. How'd that go? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't make it. I'll split half the money with you, man. <laughs> but What's the writing process like for you guys? Do you all come up with the music together, or is there someone mostly responsible? Oh, yeah. we. I mean, we um, – James and I, you know, uh, write most of the music pretty much 50-50 a lot of the times. Uh-huh. That's how we truly like the albums, and we keep it that way. Normally, it's his song, my song, his song, my song, and it keeps us happy. We don't have to think about it. And then we have probably usually an equal number of songs that we just do together. And uh, Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah that, those are fun, too. We, don't really, we haven't talked about those, but we did a song, Losing Your Shit. We sat down and um, just wrote a song about how it feels when that the 2020 was happening, and Mm. We were like, we um, threw down a, a riff, and then we both kind of thought of the chorus. And he wrote his verse, I wrote my verse, and then we had James from Tropodelic write write a verse. And, awesome. Uh, and Chad, who was uh, the former guitarist for Bump and Uglies, he threw down a, a lead part, which is really cool too. And that it's just so much fun nowadays with the computer and being able to send. Yeah. And then we send all the way files to Howie. Um, we don't, yeah, we don't actually have to meet in the studio. We can, you know, send stuff off, and everybody can kind of do their own thing. And that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but so, yeah, then we, um, you know, occasionally we write a song, like we were saying, like we'll we'll have a a song that we write all together that we just jam. But we haven't really done that in a long time. We haven't done these really really long shows. But we'll just like back in the day, we would have like four hour shows, and at the end. <laughs> We'd be like, oh, that's a, yeah. what, what's that one song? You know, we just like jam it A and G or whatever chord it was and make something up. The one with that riff in it. Yeah. <laughs> we have a little, little <laughs> nicknames for them. And then, you know, we just kind of come up with words slowly Dirty over time. Nicknames. And, you know, until <laughs> we finally get it solidified. I'm trying to remember which which of those songs. Mesmerizing Money. Yeah, yeah. Those for two. sure, for sure. Yeah. So. I love that it's such a collaborative process and that you do have so many different sounds. Very cool. Yeah, there's no, you know, that's the thing with Autic Empire. We don't like to really be, you know, held back um, creatively. You know, we, we like to just express ourselves, which, you know, any way we can. And 
we got into the reggae world, but we also play, you know, rock and we get into rap. And we did the song with Baby Bash earlier this year, who uh, he did. He's the guy that did the the Sugar Sugar song and Cyclone. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because he's like a Houston. I mean, he's a you know huge star everywhere, but just knowing these Houston legends and from us coming from around the area it was just humongous mm-hmm. yeah then then i went to the studio the other day and saw paul wall and we did a song with him and it's just wow. so music i mean they're like yeah you know it's just yeah. like hardcore houston rap you know and then nice it's the first dudes playing reggae and it's just like a cool sound that i that i'm really excited and happy that we tapped into before a lot of people mixed rap and hip-hop I mean, hip hop and reggae, right? Um, but not Houston hip hop, and that's yeah, like, just a different kind of like gangster style. <laughs> and you guys definitely have your own sound, right? Your your Texas reggae, it's a, it's not your typical reggae, which is oh, I think is really great. Yeah. yeah, they always call it blues rock reggae. There you but go. Hip hop in there, so now we have to have it. Our genre name would get way too long if we. Can. Yeah, it's that's too much, too much. So, how did you guys all keep from losing your shit during COVID? Uh, music writing. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, yeah, we got to put down seventeen songs or something like that. Whoa! Uh, yeah, and we did that with Howie flew in, and st- we built a studio. James and Jess really built it. Yeah. Um, oh wow. At our, our friend's house. We we're, we're he just right let now. us. Con- he bought all the materials and then just said do whatever. And we kind of converted uh, a big portion of the house into a studio. Oh wow! We were able to fly Howie from Ballyhoo. Uh, uh, Ballyhoo. Yes. And, uh, you know, get tracking. So we had a we had a deadline and and we made it happen. So good. But we stayed busy. It was a very busy year for us. Yeah, no, we weren't playing the play shows. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's well, a good you know, way to keep your sanity. Houston was a hotbed. Now I'm a, I'm a little older than you guys, all right. But back in my day, which was a Wednesday, by the way, back in my day, uh, Houston had a huge a huge rap scene. Um, rap a lot records was out of Houston, and they had like Scarface and the Ghetto Boys yeah. and even like Juvenile for a while and Devin the Dude and yeah, we're about uh, to build Devin the Dude. Bushwick builds yeah. up on stage with us quite a few times too. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. So Houston was a Houston was a huge R and B, or excuse me, a huge hip hop and rap uh, scene in the the late eighties into the into the mid nineties. Yeah, and you know that's kind of when we grew up. <laughs> it kept going into the two thousands too. Slim Thug and Paul Wall and Bumby and. All the DJ screw and mm-hmm. all Heck yeah, chameleon air. Dude, it's, it's, just, large. it's crazy okay. too. Like, some people don't know these names of like like Zero and stuff. They're like my favorite. Who don't people. know Zero? <laughs> Do you guys know Zero? You I'm guys don't know Zero. We're you need to look them up. And for everyone listening, that is Z dash R O. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Share it. You're so hip. Hell yeah, dude! You're cool, man. <laughs> you now you see why I keep him around. Heck yeah! yeah. I got a little street cred. <laughs> yeah, street cred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just did bumped up two XP in your street cred. Dude, yeah. that's how we felt when we did these songs with Baby Bash and Paul Law. We're like, dude, we just got like street cred. Mm-hmm. Like, nice. <laughs> but it's fun. James even did a verse. It was so cool. Really? It was so cool to be in the studio 
and like I mean when we go in the studio it's just us we do not want other people in the studio but this way it was um, you know it was Baby Bash's studio so we didn't really have to say so and like all these gangster dudes are chilling like had styrofoam cups and chains on and smoking blunts and they're chilling and just like watching us perform <laughs> wow we're like oh god okay this is one take we're with the big dogs here like we got right. nail it dude and James walked off and, and wrote his his verse and came back yeah. and just like smashed it. It was really nice. Cool. You know, I listened to that song like probably thirty <laughs> times too before we came to practice the next day, and I thought it was just one of Baby Bash's like gangster friends. I didn't even know it was. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he like I, went full I, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was like this black dude from Houston that was one of the Baby Bash's friends that sounded super gangster, and James just like went full persona like Houston mode. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that verse. Man of many talents. My favorite. Don't tell me about it. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that Baby Bash is an avid listener to Bradley's house. So Yes, so I'm us, sure he'll hear. Yeah, if you want us to cut hey, that out, we'll, well, we'll talk about Dude, he's this—he's like such a down-to-earth guy, though. He like oh, so cool. literally rolled us a joint as we left. He's like, here, here, here's a joint. Damn. Like, this is—it's so cool. It was like 100% collaboration. Like, no, we didn't have to like pay for it or do anything like that. You know, that's just like a real collaboration. That's yeah. That's what's about, and I—I I just I value that a lot. You know, we didn't just pay for a feature. We got to collaborate with an artist that we truly admire. That's awesome. It's uh, it's awesome when stuff works out that way. Yeah. Blessings, you know. So what do you guys have coming up next? You working on some new music? So much. Yeah, yeah, we have, um, <laughs> we have, a, busy we have a problem where we have too many songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've got a few more tracks that we previously recorded and we're getting uh, kind of working out everything on. Uh, and then we'll be dropping that with all of our previous singles that have come out the last year um, and oh. put them together onto an album. So Fantastic. I look forward to that. And then we're getting ready to, you know, keep going and record more songs. So We realized that we can have a fully functioning studio on the tour bus now. So. Yeah, yeah, our new tour bus. <gasps> It's not it's not party bus, it's recording studio bus. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah, it's very, very productive and it is a it's a good feeling. Raise the vibrations yeah. for sure. Yeah, we had a very yeah. this last little run in Florida. Good. And what's coming up next? Where are you guys heading off to? Uh we've got a few Texas dates uh to mm-hmm. kind of finish off this run that we just did. Um we've got then, Dallas Reggae Fest yeah. coming up next month. Oh fun. Austin Reggae Fest, like the next day or something like that. I think we got Devin the Dude and Afro Man April sixteenth here in Austin area. Um, got a bunch of bunch of big stuff coming up. Yeah, excited. Wonderful. So guys- earlier on in the interview, we we you guys both everybody was talking about their love for Sublime. So obviously, I always sneak in my little Sublime questions here. So all right. Um, a a reoccurring question on the podcast is if you were to come across somebody, meet somebody who has never heard of sublime before, and, uh, they were short on time. They had like four minutes and they said, all right, go ahead, play me a song and and let me see what this band is all about. What song would you grab from the sublime catalog to play for them, to introduce them to this band? 
Uh, depends on who it is. Yeah, man, we gotta have a five minute talk with this guy. I gotta see what he's into. Yeah, you know, uh, his name his name his name is Jim. He's a twenty seven year old mechanic. He works at Valvoline. He's a single. Just broke up from his girlfriend, and he moved back uh-huh. in with his mom and dad. <laughs> to move back That's in with so his backstory. Sounds hot. All right. Yeah. <laughs> is mom hot? <laughs> mom, mom is mom is a six out of ten. Um, uh, so she's a six out of ten. For the New York Four. <laughs> yeah, exa- <laughs> all right. So we got an office fan here. I like all right, it. All right. um, so, uh, so here, here's the deal. There is no wrong answer. Just know that I will judge you after we get off the air. I will judge you excruciatingly. No. <laughs> I will dance around the fact that you bombed that answer all night. Um, I mean, see. I'm a big fan of STP. I always, I love that song. I love everything on that album. I STP, mean, acceptable answer. There we go. There's one. Um... What if you if you so met Jim who works at mechanic shop and <laughs> twenty seven single just broke up with his broke girlfriend had to move back in with mom goes back into his mom's basement and he and he's you're gonna save his life with Sublime right now what song you show him save his life you know, they didn't say that but like <clears> that's, that's what that's what would happen he's on the line I'm embellishing quite oh, a bit okay. here I'm sorry guys. Is that because he left the room with Jared with asking or not? That's what it <laughs> Yes, they are. Yeah, he did. He did. So I don't know. Summertime is pretty pretty mm. awesome because there's so many covers and he did it so much better and even now it's still contemporary with uh Lana Del Rey, who Lana D what has that how is Del- Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, yeah. Who did yeah, covered she... it and I bet you like but even that... the millennials would be like, oh, Super impressed, and but that's not actually a first, is it? Well, well it is, but he sampled a lot of his stuff. Was George? Yeah, 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 that's sure, sure, sure. That's yeah. like his thing. That's true. Yeah. I love it. I try to do it all the time. I still can't. I'm like, dang it! I didn't. I, just, I didn't make other people's songs so cool. <laughs> we we do a couple of good renditions of Bob Marley. Yeah. I like when that's we true. do a cover. We don't, except for Badfish is the only one we play that's like sounds like the like, the actual song. But when we do a cover, like we definitely make it our own. It, mm. We'll we'll sing the hook in the same melody, but it might have like a little different heaven or whatever. But it's, yeah, like, we're we're gonna make it our own if we're gonna play a song for people to sing along. Just yeah. because, in other words, I love that. <laughs> I say it's never time for me. I say Scarlet Begonias. I love that song. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Don't, don't, don't. No, that's, that's yeah, yeah. So that's, their, but their rendition of it is like a so hundred times better. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I was gonna say Trench on Rock too, but that's from mm-hmm. Bob Marley. <laughs> like, whatever. Man, Miguel, Miguel getting a lot of love here. Miguel on Summertime and Miguel both on Scarlet Begonias. We, Miguel's been getting a lot of burn on this podcast lately, Kelly. He is. Hey, boy, that. hey, it's time for us yeah. to cool him down because he's <laughs> Miguel, on fire, man. all right? He, uh, he's cool. He, he came up to us when we played with uh, Long Beach of All Stars like um, five five years ago or so. He came up and was like, "You guys are really good, man!" and gave us a CD for uh, the solo stuff. Pero, what is it? Pero, Pero Bravo. Pero Bravo. Pero Bravo. Yeah. Listen to that album for a while. They're yeah, they're awesome. In fact, one of their songs is our theme song for the podcast. Oh, nice. cool. yes. Last, yeah, last song. Well, that means that Miguel really likes you because if he didn't, he would have told you that also. So <laughs> I think that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and then uh, Opie called. Uh, it was about 
Travis wearing his capris. He's yeah. like, where's capris at? <laughs> <laughs> he saw us the first week he took it, all of us, he goes, you all need haircuts. That's just because Opie's been wearing his socks up for 32 years, and he's not used to exposed shins. I, that's like yeah, what I thought. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was like done back. I was like, those dickies are... The freaking socks, socks are stealing all your brain blood, man. No. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's badass. He did our, um, our album cover for Head Change. Yes. And Brian and I both got tattoos from him, too. Yeah. Nice. I got the, the album cover tattooed on my shin. And then our, our friend Brian went and got it tattooed recently, or two, like two tours ago. Um, on right tour. on. Well, I highly recommend to anybody who's not had a chance to see you guys perform live that they get out to an Otic Empire show immediately because you guys really are just uh, just on fire when you perform. There's so much energy and you get the crowd going. And I, I don't know how many times I've had the pleasure of seeing you guys, at least half a dozen. And every single time you guys bring it. And that's got to be hard to be so consistent with your energy all the time. How do you do it? And yeah, it's, it's the stage. It's the people. It's you mm-hmm. being, you yeah. being jokes us up for sure. So every, you know, all the 12 times you've been there. <laughs> <we're> like, <"Yeah, laughs> here. <laughs> I thought like you meant me as in just like the audience in general. But no, no. But yeah, it is, it is true. The just you specifically. Yeah, just you specifically. <laughs> all the other shows suck. Yeah, we suck. A little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> I like that answer. You just made my day. <laughs> Please go or we will suck. We and the writer, we need a hologram of Kelly Noel front row. <laughs> oh, we will not perform very well. <laughs> it will be extremely well, good. One of these days, I'm hoping we can catch you guys when you're out in this area and you can play for one of our benefit shows. Definitely. I'd oh. love to. I'm just throwing that out there while you're being recorded, so I have proof that you agreed. Well, actually, we have one coming up in May, and we haven't even announced these yet, but we have one coming up in May, one in July, and one in August is the way it's looking right now. Nice. Well, we'll we'll book a tour. All right. If you happen to be out there. Well, I'll I'll send the dates over to Jen. Of course, she'll know because she'll be promoting them. And if it just happens to coincide with you guys being out here, we would sure love to have you. Heck, yes. I'm like, it happened. That would be super fun. Where you been? Yeah, and I know the people would love it. Yes. You guys have a loyal, an extremely loyal fan base. And that's actually how I I discovered you guys. Um, Nice. This fucking Audic Empire post just kept popping up in my newsfeed from all my different friends and people. <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. Like the first 11 times I was just like, no, no, my dad, <laughs> I don't yeah. have room. Down, I don't have room for any new bands. My dance well, card's full. I couldn't possibly. And well, finally, after like the 300th post, I was like, I get, let's see what this is all about. <laughs> um, you guys are badass, and yes. you have a, a, an awesome following, and you guys are just out there. You're popping up all over the place, which I love to see. Uh, I'm super excited to see what the future holds for you guys. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. We're, we're, we're expecting big things. And also, I think you're going to have to start bringing Bradley on the road with you because he sounds adorable, <gasps> and I think he wants to be on the mic. Yeah, he's ready <laughs> yeah. to sing. Oh, right he's now. ready. <laughs> he sounds well, adorable. You. It's giving me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any that little anymore, Jared. You're fine. 
I know. And that's, I'm like having flashbacks. It's like, <laughs> it's like fireworks going off for people that were in a war. Too soon, huh? <laughs> like you're going to have to put that thing to bed. I think I Mac and cheese, a bath, a bed. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I know you're all super busy. You've got your personal lives, your work lives. But um, I've been wanting to have you on for a while now. So I'm glad we could make it happen. And I definitely look forward to seeing you guys soon. Bradley, we're trying to do a podcast here. <laughs> He's happy, Bradley. <laughs> He's like, right on. <laughs> well, no, I love thank you, guys. you so much. Can't yes, wait to see I, you again you. soon. Kelly, we love you. And it's nice meeting you guys. Love you guys. Jared, you're late, but you're cool still. Yeah. We'll let it slide this time. Oh, Dude, the, right. cool well, guy, the cool guy never shows up until the party's already started. You guys, right. you guys, you guys right. were the ones that were the first ones to show up. I've been I trying to right. entrance. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jess is super cool, though. Yeah. He's so cool. He's, He's cool. so cool at every show. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> give, my, give, my love to, give my love to Carver and Travis. I'm sorry they couldn't join us, but... Um, one of these days we'll get you all on together. Awesome. Absolutely. It'll be a madhouse. We'll love it. <laughs> we'll, do it on the bus. we'll do it on the bus. I'll we'll never get a word out. <laughs> oh right on. We'll have a great night, guys. Thank you so much. All right, you Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, Kelly, they're an amazing band on stage, and uh, they're an amazing interview, too, although, you know, we didn't have all of the members, but that was exciting. There was a lot going on in that conversation. <laughs> There was a lot going on, but it was fun. Nice to have the whole family vibe there with the baby. And I just love those guys. They're great. And I mean it. Like anybody who has a chance to go see an Otic Empire show, do it. You will not regret it. Really great. Really great live. And anybody who's thinking about having a baby, just remember that you can't even record a podcast without one sitting <laughs> on your lap and drooling and doing all of the terrible things that babies do. Although I'm sure That's... that baby's wonderful. I'm not taking, I'm sure it's the cutest, most precious baby. And I'm sure that he loves it. And that, but. <sighs> well, that baby is named Bradley. So, you know, we obviously are partial to babies named Bradley on this show. <laughs> Correct. No, yeah. Had to be a part of the show. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that that someone else has a baby other people's babies are okay but i just don't want to be my because then i would and i don't yeah yeah i gotcha gotcha okay all right let's talk about some shows that we have coming up i know i mentioned in the interview that we do have some benefit shows coming up and i can't announce them quite yet because we're still nailing down the dates but we do have some shows coming up in may july and august in the meantime of course our good friends at muffin but good vibes are putting on a show on april 5th in san diego which we're super excited about they're generously donating a portion of the ticket sales they're doing a raffle and donating 100 percent of the proceeds to the foundation so we sure appreciate them we'll be down there with um a merch table at Music Box in San Diego on April 5th. Catastro is headlining along with Cat Hall, The Resonators, Alithic featuring Man of the Forest. It's going to be a phenomenal night. Really, really great show. Also, my nephew Jacob will be playing on April 20th at the Venice West in Venice, California. And of course, as we mention every time, we'll be at Cali Roots the end of May, the 26th through the 29th. In fact, I just got an email today from the lovely Amy Sheehan at Cali Roots, just giving us all the info for 
nonprofits that are going to be participating in the festival. So that got me all excited for another festival. It should be a lot of fun. We'll also be at Bayfest in San Diego on July 9th and some other great stuff coming up that I will hold off on telling everybody about so that we have some more surprises. Wow. That's a lot of stuff that's going on there. And uh, I know we're getting busy. I know I've mentioned it in other episodes, guys, but uh, make sure you're keeping an eye out for uh, for Jacob and some shows that he is playing. Um, you will see him build as Jacob Noel right now. As that is what he is kind of working on. So uh, make sure you guys are out there. You're following it. You're checking it out. And when you see it, uh, know that he's going to go put on an amazing show. Um, and uh, those of you who haven't had a chance to see Jake play recently, uh, you got to get out and and check him out again for the first time because he is yes. uh, he, he is really just uh, the, some of this new music that he's doing it's just super exciting guys so uh, make sure you're following the Noel Family Foundation on all forms of social media so you can keep up with all of the amazing stuff that's going on Kelly just mentioned a bunch of it but you'll be able to pick up more details on all of the social media uh, Jen Armstrong is taking care of a lot of that which is uh, super awesome we mentioned her earlier so thanks again Jen thank um, you Jen so- Yes, make sure you're following the Noel Family Foundation. Go ahead and you can click in the description of this show. There's a link tree that Anna will put in there that will get you to all things Noel Family Foundation. You can find out a little bit about our mission if you're not familiar. You can also find out how you can get included, um, whether it be just liking and sharing, telling a friend, uh, making a dollar or two donation, or uh, go ahead and picking up some cool merch. In fact, I got my Bradley's House hoodie on right now as we are recording. I like to be in uniform. <laughs> Kelly is what I'm telling you. So um, I love it. Yeah. So you guys can go ahead and check that uh, all the merch out at the Noel family foundation.org. Uh, now, Kelly, obviously we're going to keep the tradition going here. Everybody's expecting a song. What's everybody going to hear as they're going out today? They're going to be very happy to hear. Don't wait up by Otic empire featuring Bonalia, all artists that I love. And this is one of my favorites. They did it together and it just came out so beautifully. It was from a few years ago, but I definitely wanted to turn everybody on to this if they hadn't heard it. So Don't Wait Up by Attic Empire featuring Vanalia. Absolutely, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for checking us out. Make sure you check out the guys at Attic Empire. They're just doing amazing stuff. Follow them on their social. Until next time, I'm Jared Orr. She is Kelly Noel. This is Bradley's house. You don't have to go home, but you got to get out of here.